This time on TNT. It's a special Hallmark Holiday edition of Plot or Not. What's Neil Diamond's song Heartlight about? Plus, it's the Merry Dixmas edition of Sports Dicks. That's all coming up right now on TNT. Hey, bud. There he is. <clears throat> I got a little jam for you here. I'm Start gonna, off the show. I'm going to guess it's the Yacht Rock. It is. It's Neil Diamond Heartlight. But I, I got you to get the lyrics in front of you there, right? Yeah, you did. You, and you know this song, right? Yeah, I know the chorus. I couldn't, if I was doing yeah. karaoke, I couldn't fumble my way through the verse, but I know the turn on your heart light. <laughs> yeah. I know that yeah. part. So, what do you, like, when you listen to it, what do you think it's about? I feel like it's about, um, like, someone who's not open emotionally. Like, the, the, I think it's like a metaphor for uh, turning on your heart, like, kind of like a lighthouse so people can see their way to you. Is that yeah. it? You know what it's really about? What? E.T. The movie? <laughs> yes. Come on. <laughs> yes. Was this in the movie? No. But I guess Neil Diamond and Burt Bacharach were like watching it. And they like were so taken with the movie they wrote this. No. Yes. And in the, in the lyrics are so close that they had to pay Universal Studios $25,000. <laughs> yes. So it's not like kind of about E.T. It's like super a, about E.T.? Yeah, gonna take a ride across the moon right there. That oh line. my gosh. <laughs> so like is, that's your probably... heart light's in your finger. Didn't that mask finger light up? <laughs> Yeah, and then the heart finger light up. In the heart, his heart started glowing. Oh my gosh! So, read so the, it's literal. Read, turn on your heart light. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, look. Read the lyrics. Come back like, again. I want you to stay next time because sometimes the world ain't kind. When people get lost, like you and me, I just made a friend. Friend, someone you need. But now that he had to go away, oh my gosh. <laughs> I still feel the words that he might say, turn on your heart light, let it shine wherever you go. Let it make a happy glow for all the world to see. Turn on your heart light in the middle of a young boy's dream. Don't wake me up too soon. Gonna take a ride across the moon, you and me. Come on. Yeah, and it keeps going. He's looking for home because everyone needs a place and home's the most excellent place of all. And I'll be right here if you should call me. That's crazy. Never call, the call, the phone, ET phone home. Yeah. Like, it's all dialed, the whole jam. <laughs> that is the weirdest bit of music trivia I've ever heard. I just, you know how I, I like to dig into jams. It was on. And uh, I just decided to look into the, you know, I usually look for the personality who's playing on it and what, but then I saw that and I'm like, are you kidding me? How come that's, like, when you hear a song and you're like, think one way, but E.T.? E <laughs> like Neil Diamond? Well, I think what? the weirdest one I ever heard of 
with regards <laughs> to meaning is closing time being about the guy having a baby. Yeah. Anyway, that's just... Yeah, closing time is about having a kid, yeah. But... So does that mean, like, you can't stay in the stomach? You don't have to go home no, and you can't that, stay here? It's about, like, shutting it down, I guess. Like, no more partying. No more oh, I going see. So out every night. He's not yeah. singing to the baby. You don't have to go home, but no. you can't stay here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> e I met that mask. I met that mask who wrote that closing time jam. No way. And... Yeah, and he ended up writing uh, that massive Adele song, the slow one. The, I think her first. Hello. Thing. No, not that Can one. You like hear before, me? on on like her on the twenty one album or something, or maybe even the first one. Rolling anyway, in the, the deep. He's no that record, I think, but the slow one. But he's rolling in the deep, all right. Yeah, no kidding. Deep, deep cash. Adele slow jams. That's um, like getting. Uh, that's like getting uh, an, a Celine jam, right? Someone like, like you? Know, you? Uh, well, that's... Maybe. I mean, what's the guy's name? The, the writer of Closing Time. All right. He was in Semi, Semi-Sonic, Semi-Sonic, right? Semi-Sonic, right. Yeah. Played many shows with those guys, too. Did you? Yeah. Where in their set did they do Closing Time? Probably like classic. Well, that was like the festivals, yes. Yeah, so Dan Wilson. Right. Dan Wilson. On the double right. meeting in Semisonic's closing time. Yeah. So then, wow. uh, yeah, now look at the Adele, Dan Wilson. All right. Do that one. And then you find out. The internet, the eh? Yeah, hey, so fast. The internet, Just eh? Just put it in there and uh, it's all done. He co wrote three of the songs on Adele's. Record someone like you. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. So obviously co co-writes. Whoa, he co-wrote big, big Not deal. Ready to Make Nice by the Chicks. Mm. Yeah. Got a Grammy nod for closing time, fair enough. And one Grammy's for Song of the Year, Not Ready to Make Nice, and Album of the Year on Adele's Twenty One. Wow, this mask. Here I thought he was a one hit wonder. He's um <laughs> No. He's crushed it, eh? That's like that uh, break my stride jam. Anyone I'm gonna break my stride? You thought that guy had a one-hit wonder, but he was like producer galore and wrote lots of jams. But he even produced the No Doubt, their first that huge No Doubt Tragic Kingdom album with Don't Speak Ma on it. Yeah, Matthew Wilder. Wow, quite the quite the uh, creative cat. Some of these guys that put out the one-hit wonders, they just either. They usually just flow back into the studio or just become, you know, the quiet collaborators. The quiet collaborators is a good name for a band. Oh, yeah. It's we're going to. It's a little Norby. It's a little bit Norby. We're going to. The quiet um, collaborate. The QCs. We're going. Oh, QC is good because it's also the letters that go after a lawyer's name. QC. Oh, yeah. Um. We're going to, but then you'd have to go like Q, like a pool, Q ball, and then C, like with your eyes. So C U E S E E. And then people are like, Q C, what does that even mean? And you're like, oh, well, oh, actually, man. we're the quiet collaborators. And then it's like, oh, say, can Q C. That's the oh. album. That's the first album. Yeah. 
but it's Jose because it's Bonnie. Jose can QC. <laughs> Saw Bonnie the other day. She's feeding, uh, got the girls to take some peanuts out into the alcove, feed the Blue Jays. Imagine, yeah. imagine these Blue Jays that for two and a half months were like, "What? where's Bonnie? What's with the nuts? What's going on? That's a long enough yeah. time for them to be like, oh, man, I don't think we're getting nuts anymore. And then the second the girls put nuts out, the Blue Jays were like, oh, peace, we're back. Just right into things. It was like pretty great. Changed. She um, <laughs> she walked in her door uh, with a little bit of assistance, sat down at her kitchen table, and was basically like, now, where was I? Like two and a half months she's gone, and she's back, just slides right into life again. Bless her heart. That's awesome. And there Good were all kinds her. of neighbors on the street, like out on the their porches, like, hey, is she back? She's back. Oh, great. We're so happy to see you're back. She's really a fixture on her little dead-end street, and people were psyched. So there you go. There's the Bonnie update. It's going to be the best Christmas ever. God bless us, everyone. We're going to play a game that I am maybe more excited about than any game we've ever played because it's right in, like, smack dab in my cheesy wheelhouse. So smack dab in, in the middle that I think, like, we should do where you ask me because anyone that I find, you'll be like, oh, no, saw that one. You know what I mean? I guess so. Um, like there, like if I say, you know, let it snow, and it's a couple that gets stranded, and they have to be like, you'll be like, I saw it last night. Right. <laughs> well, maybe. So maybe I'll give you a few but, plot or nots of. But by the way, what we're talking about is Lifetime or W Christmas holiday movies. And they've really yes. ventured out this year. There are same-sex oh. versions. Like, they, they're really trying to represent uh, everybody, which well, is awesome. I was scrolling through. Like, John and I were looking, trying to find something on TV last night. And uh, we were looking through movies. And he, we were laughing our heads off the, about how uh, the fact that how many there were of these movies and you can tell the cover of the movie every single one it's a, a man and a woman embracing or you know whatever the name is it's like exactly what the picture is but it's got christmas and there's always ornaments on it and stuff yeah but uh, we were going down like pages and pages in the hundreds where i thought like there's no way there's going to be any more like I'm think, I, I think there's more than a thousand of them, right? That's not crazy to say? No. <laughs> like, do they make 30 every year or do they just keep pounding them out all year? <laughs> um, that, I think they, they're making them every year. I was talking to a buddy of mine about them yesterday. There are hard and fast rules about writing one. And this is, this is well documented and published. There has to be the almost kiss at about the midway point. There has to be the... Uh, one party sees the other party like hugging an old high school friend and misinterprets it. Like, oh, I, I don't think it's on because she's hugging that dude, obviously. Um, there has to be a kiss at the end. Like, there are certain checkpoints that the people want. They don't want to be surprised. <laughs> and if you watch these movies, they always resolve, like, in the last three minutes. Like, it's 9.53, and yeah. he's at the airport, and you're like, there's no way. But then one quick cab montage, and then they're necking out in front of a house. We were watching one this week. Let's, we should know, but hold on. We, we preface this by, like, I, 
I don't watch these movies, but you watch them every day. So, yeah. like, you're right in the culture of these movies. I and am. That's why it's. That's why the game is fun. And but I, I was just chain ch- look like last night. I put it on the one that was on. It was it was like I could tell exactly what was going on within mm-hmm. five minutes. It was some guy who's you know a technical guy who b- builds things and toys or whatever, and then all of a sudden he gets an opportunity to have you know to to have the big toy maker guy look at his stuff. Yeah. So he's like, you know, and they the guy doesn't like his <laughs> stuff, and then the manager guy's like, hey. Uh, wait till you see what he has tomorrow. It's the best thing you ever see in your life. Well, it better be as the guy storms out. And the guy's like, what do you mean? I don't have any ideas. That's all I got. (laughs) It's the best. So I guess I'm assuming like the Christmas miracle is going to happen where he has the best toy ever. And that's kind of the the show, the movie, right? Well, here, this is always, so they usually start with someone in the big city who has uh, like put career over everything else. And it's like, it's wish fulfillment. So there's, everything is cozy. There's like uh, uh, usually a craft montage. They're making ornaments or something. There's usually a snowball fight. Um, But there's always a choice towards the end where it's like, you know, that big promotion that's been looming, you got the job. And they're like, actually, you know what? There are more important things in life. So they start yeah, with their head not then. screwed on straight, but their head oh, is man. always screwed on straight at the end. Classic. So uh, let's start the game, but I have... So I have one okay. to start. This is a plot uh, or not. Yeah, this is a plot or not. Yes. And, uh, <clears throat> Felice Navidad. <laughs> <laughs> Starring Mario <laughs> Lopez. And it's like <laughs> a bachelor comes to town and makes a real impact. <laughs> um, that so that's the plot. <laughs> well, it's that, or that's you know, the setup? or, or I'm gonna yeah, say, basically, I'm gonna say not, but should be. <laughs> if I saw a promo for a movie called Felice Nappy Dad starring Mario Lopez, I'd be like, "Yep, yeah, that's that's a layup." <laughs> No, sorry. Let me get like let me explain it a little bit better. Single, sorry, because the the dad part is in the in the title, right? Yeah. Single father David is matched with uh, a musician woman on a dating app. <laughs> oh, that's not okay. Bad. That that's 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 the the full idea of it. That's not bad. I'm gonna say I'm gonna stick with my answer. Not, but should be. It's it's a it's real, man. No way. It's real, Felice. <laughs> no Navidad, way. 2020 single father David is matched with an out of town musician Sophie on a dating app. Since she's only in town for the holidays, they agree to practice date. But will they fall in love for real? Wait a sec. Did you so, see this one? No, Lopez did two. <laughs> Holiday movies because he did the one about yeah, like finger yeah. licking good or whatever that one's called where he plays Colonel yeah. Sanders. Was that a Hallmark movie too, or is that a Lifetime jam? I feel like it's Lifetime, but <laughs> Lifetime's trying to cut Hallmark's grass this so, year. Oh, so he double dipped. He yeah. did. That's like he did. 
He did one for both. Finger licking. <laughs> Finger licking was when he's like the young hot Colonel Sanders coming to town, right? Yeah. <laughs> but does it have to do with Christmas that one, or is it just like Colonel Sanders? Good question. That I was one of those that things was... that that people were like, that, that it must be a joke. That's got to be a joke, but it isn't. But he, no. we've talked before about how Colonel Sanders was supposedly like pretty uh, layered and complicated. It's a lifetime special. Yeah. yeah. Well, Sexy is it a, Colonel is it... Sanders. <laughs> Like no, is, snack is that... box, like every every KFC term is like would be the perfect title for this movie. It's all gravy, um, bucket list. <laughs> I, <laughs> I want to see oh, the Colonel Sanders movie called Bucket List, and he just has a list of all the girls that he went to college so... with, and he's tracking them down one at a time. <laughs> I think that this might become a series of movies, no? The Colonel Sanders ones? Yeah. Why not? Yeah, maybe. Like, it's not real, like, factual, historical style. It's Colonel's popping. I don't know why you're allowed. <laughs> it's all gravy. I don't know why you're allowed to make a movie about someone that actually existed <laughs> I, and suggest they were, like, busy pounding everyone. Is that what's going on, though? Well, it says sexy like a... Colonel Sanders. What's that about? <laughs> That's a phrase I'm not comfortable with. He, he's just going around town, coming it, out the back doors. It says it's a steamy movie. Hunky Colonel really? Sanders, sexy Colonel Sanders. <sighs> Hi, I'm Harland. And he's like doing push-ups. Ready for a young, sexy Colonel Sanders? Like titled A Recipe for Seduction. The 15-minute <laughs> Lifetime movie tells the story of a young chef with a secret fried chicken recipe. It's 15-minute 15 15 movie. So it's it's made for the internet, clearly. Why did the colonel cross the road? I, I don't need words like steamy to describe that. I can't believe Feliz Navidad is a real one. He's something else. Because he's also doing the Saved by the Bell reunion show, right? Or the reboot. <laughs> Yeah, oh, he's crushing it. And then he's probably got like a TV show. Like a, he's got a couple hosting gigs. That guy's busy. I know. I was thinking that about Ryan Seacrest the other day. Like, no one needs that much money. Stop working. No. Like, I don't understand that. Watch Ryan and Kelly and then uh, an American Idol thing and then get in the car and Kiss FM is on. And then you get home as the top 40. Like, stop it. No, I don't. I don't. I don't understand that that whole thing. Like you're making, like whatever, sixty million dollars a year, but like you don't you don't sleep and you don't have any life other than being on air. Well, this is it's what like, I it's, don't it's get. He like, does Idol like Sunday drivers. night, and then Ryan and Kelly Monday morning in New York. Like, why are you doing that to yourself? I'm telling you, it's like life for bus drivers that like being on the road when you'd meet these the tour bus drivers that just I remember one just had like had been on his fourth wife or something because he's never home yeah you know, and he uh, just could not not be on the road like he'd go home for two days and then be like okay that's enough I gotta get out <laughs> it's also it's a big what's the point months. chemistry wise Ryan and Kelly are too similar 
Like Regis and Kelly was good because they were kind of at odds. They were different people at different stages. But Ryan and Kelly, if you ever watch it, it's like, oh, I caved this weekend and had some avocado toast. You did? What was it like? Take me through every oh, bite because I miss it so much. I didn't even know that show was on still. Yeah. And that's what they do. They just talk. Yeah, they're just. They talk like diet tips and like it's so unrelatable. Like this weekend we were in the Hamptons and we flew to St. Lucia. Yeah, for sure. And it cuts to like the audience who is not representative of that lifestyle trying to clap. And it's always her on vacation because he's not. He's got to work and do some other thing. Well, she got busted. She was um she was sort of she didn't ever come right out and say but she's kind of low-key claiming to be in new york during the whole pandemic and it turns out she was phoning it in from a private island in the caribbean and i forget how it came out but it was like yes sorry like i'm in a back room in the bahamas yeah like wait a sec how come you're so tanned um, okay, you ready? Man, really? That's awful. Okay, yeah, go. Um, so, uh, plot or not, uh, holiday movies. I noticed there's like okay. there's one about Hanukkah this year. It's great. They're expanding. I was saying <clears throat> I want to see the prequels where we find out how all the spouses died because that's a whole other world. Like, so what happened? There's always a spouse who's no longer with us. Okay, here's the first one. Plot or not, a big city career gal comes home to save her uncle's Christmas tree farm, but falls in love with a burly carpenter and his eight-year-old daughter in Just the Tree of Us. Oh, my God. <laughs> Y'all, see? <laughs> like, it's... it's You had me going, like, it was for sure, but till that name at the end, the Just the Tree of Us, that can't... Like, that's just too far. That's, that's Is it a little though? over the... I'm going to say it's a Is knot. it? Not. All right, that's not. not. You're no. right. <laughs> it's too far. But you're good. Like, you're sneaky good at these. You sh- I'm telling you, like, if you got one of these movies, you- that's it. You're like a Hallmark I know. Go-to, I know. Right? I would that's, actually like to. That um, would be a really great my move. My friend uh, that I worked on uh, Call Me Fits with um, was uh, an actor in a few of these and then wrote one. And then yeah, directed a couple, and now she produces a whole bunch of them. You like you could be the guy that loans the slow snowblower like on the middle of the trail when they're trying to get somewhere. I and know. Then all of I could be that guy. Yeah, there. I could be that guy. Sure. Th- next thing you know, you're at the Christmas with them because they brought them with. They had to. I know. I'm kind of in a weird <laughs> valley. Like I'm not old enough to yeah. be Matthew from Man of Green Gables, but yeah, my you're kind of hunky divorce days the, are behind me. You're still like you're in the leading person group right now, age wise, but you need like the pockets. Like, yeah, I think another five years older, mate, and you start becoming the other guys. I know. There's a dude um, uh, that I worked with on Letterkenny who's a really nice guy, and I'm not going to uh, give away who it is because that might um, give you a clue. Um, but yeah. he does a bunch of them, and he's kind of like a skateboardy, sort of tattooed. Um, guy like real kind of hip character and Mm -hmm. he does a bunch of them and um i was talking about this with uh my friend yesterday about how when i was in the states and i went for commercial auditions and the the job is to take a mouthful of sprite and go like yum i i'm not Mm. a good enough actor to do that 
and I put the people in these Christmas movies in that same category. It's a skill I really admire but don't possess. Because I was watching one the other night, and he and his are they or aren't they romantic interest were watching this pre-taped quartet sing on the sidewalk. And in the close-ups of him, he has to look at them like it's the most GD, beautiful thing he's ever seen in his life. Look at her like, do you think this is the most beautiful you've ever thing you've ever seen in your life? And look at each other and look back to the quartet. That's so hard. Especially yeah, if it's like January 18th on the streets of Victoria mm-hmm. and you're shooting a movie for next Christmas. To try to capture the magic in your face, it's, I'm telling you, it's not easy. Okay, here's the next you just one. Gotta, yeah, you just hear bells. You have like AirPods with Christmas carols going. Yeah. 12 Dates of Christmas. Two hard-headed Chicago singles have to team up to create a romantic, interactive experience all over town. I mean, that that sounds like it was on last night. Yes, that's a plot. That's a plot. That's a plot, <laughs> bud. Absolutely. How, how, did you see this one? A shoe addict's Christmas? No. <laughs> it's like a woman holding shoes. And it's like, that's the whole thing. So I guess it's like it gets the crowd that are into shoes. <laughs> well, that's like, that's a little cliche, right? Oh, we should have yeah. shoes in it. Oh, we should have a, a jewelry maker. Oh, we should have a cozy <laughs> Christmas bakery. Okay, here's one. Oh, there's... Okay, go. <clears throat> An ad girl from the big city moves home to help her aunt out at the bakery during the busy Christmas season, but ends up falling for the frosting expert in pound <sighs> cake with a cherry on top. <laughs> no. Let's <laughs> see <you> <laughs> <laughs> that's just again right at the end it's like no way <laughs> wouldn't you be psyched to see a movie called pound cake oh, about man. a romantic bakery <laughs> pound grinding, cake grinding Christmas yeah ah <laughs> uh. Okay. Cherished memories. So you're guessing that's that it, not, or that's a that's plot? That's not. Yeah. Okay, that's not. You're three not. for three. <laughs> nice. Look um, at this one. A cook, a cookie cutter Christmas. Some of the pictures are a little bit on the Julie. awkward side. You're okay, Julie. Like so, like they look like they're selling, like you know, like when you look at infomercials or like some, like the, the you know, a, a cutting tool with the couple standing there with the, yeah. Charcuterie boards. Joy, pipe down, bud. You're okay. How heavy is Joy now? What's the uh, what's her specs? Ninety lbs and nine months old. Man, yeah, ninety. So She's like, big. Joy, you're okay. Come here, bud. She comes burling in. It's it's bull in a china shop style. Yeah, and she still wants to sit on Shug's lap when she's sitting in a chair reading. It's absurd. Oh man, how heavy is her tail? Um, Alone. Her, well, I'm gonna say her tongue is probably. 30 pounds, including saliva, yeah. and her tail, her tail's probably 12. Does she like to, ta- like, Rebel actually will, like, it, to get my attention, he'll turn around and start banging my head with his tail as fat hard as he can. On purpose? Yeah, like, they'll use the tail sometimes to, like, pound you, like, wake you up, like, yo, I want to go somewhere, or do something. <laughs> Joy's been licking my back. 
Oh, really? Like That's five o'clock good. in the morning, I'll feel a big long tongue across like, my back. Like, what is? Oh, right. Oh my, that's so classic. Um, <laughs> like this will get you. But she it's does the sneaky bad. thief move. Like she'll grab something from the recycling and run to her bed with it, or uh, <laughs> someone's boot, or like she doesn't destroy anything. She just wants you to chase her. Oh man. Okay, you ready? Dogs are the best. Yep. Missile yep. twins. Kiss us at Christmas. When Holly comes home from the city, she switches places with her twin, Ivy, to play a prank on their newly widowed high school sweetheart. Missile it's twins. Miss- Kiss us at Missile Christmas. Tw- Missile twins? Yeah. Like, what the hell is that supposed to mean? Missile twins. I guess it's like mistletoe. Are they? <laughs> I guess. Uh, I don't know. It just sounds a little bit, a little racy for for the Hallmark. I'm Are you kidding? The, the Olsen twins did a movie where they switched places called Switching Goals or something. They didn't call it Missile Twins. No. Kiss like, us at Christmas. I'm saying not. That is not. You're on fire. Yeah, I got you. Because I'm like, if I'm an executive, I'm saying like, well, that could be sexually suggestive with the missile line. They're not rockets. We don't say that about women at the Hallmark Channel. Um, right? Okay. <laughs> That's the Knicks? Yeah. So you're <laughs> five for five. I'm cooking, man. That's Here's awesome. the last one. Ready? <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. A Nashville Christmas. Winona Judd appears as the ghost of Christmas past. Oh, my God. To help a young award show producer realize what's important. With cameos by... Kicks Brooks from Brooks and Dunn and Kimberly Williams Paisley, Brad Paisley's wife, who was in like the <laughs> Daughter of the Bride. I think I think I've seen pictures of that. I'm saying plot for sure. That sounds That's ridiculous. a plot, bud. Yeah, it is. I'm crushed it. Six for six. We watched it on the weekend and then Indy was like, wait, freeze it. Roll it back. Wait, look at that. And it was um the main character was getting in a cab. Before the almost kiss, or just after the almost kiss, and the cab driver had a COVID mask on. Really? It was like like a mistake, like they they didn't think you could catch it in the frame or something, and it went by pretty quick. So maybe they were like, "Ah, oh, no one will notice." But it do, reminded do you think me. They ripped, do you think they ripped this these ones during the pandemic? Absolutely, no question. Oh, they did. Okay, and All it right. reminded there me how challenging making a film would be right now um because you know cast has to bubble together and if someone comes in as a day player someone from transports driving the cab they're within six feet so they have to wear a mask yeah no and uh are they making they're not making uh productions in, in ontario right now are they good question i know they were I don't know oh, okay. if uh, anything has now changed since to the lockdown. Yeah, is it locked down? Yes. Yeah. But I think, uh, well, the vaccine started, and but I mean, we're still. I think it's it makes sense to uh, kind of clamp down as much as we can, just to make sure everything is like because at this point it, it's <clears throat> you got a lot of half and half things where people are sick and tired of it. Yeah. So so they're going out anyway, and that's kind of annoying part that's clinging. But uh, there's a lot of stuff that people 
are finding out about how these things spread too, um, just in terms of how it's been happening. It kind of has to happen for people to realize that, yep. uh, you know, a lot of the areas that are close quarters where there's no, uh, there's no backyard or there's no, nowhere to go other than parks. And, you know, when you have people in a space where there's not anywhere to go, it's, it's difficult. So they have to figure that out too. I know. You know but, this is my, yeah. this is my big fear. My big low key fear. Everyone has in their head that New Year's Eve is some big magic reset button. Oh, man, just 2020. I can't wait for it to be over. I can't wait for 2020 to be over. What a year. Then we'll get to January 4th, and the holidays are over, and it's dark, and it's cold, and life hasn't really changed that much. I think that's been a looming finish line for a lot of people, and I'm Mm -hmm. just worried that when the reality sets in that it's going to be a little longer than that, people won't be prepared for it. So we say it all the time, but do what you need to do for your mental health and, um, you know, reach out if you need to talk to a friend. Um, cause a lot of people That's are feeling it. it and there's, um, there's community in that. I say, I say, uh, keep it, keep it light, but keep in communication. You know, yeah. I think, uh, a lot of people that are kind of not feeling it and not are, are down and myself included, Kind of the last thing you want is someone asking you about your personal life, to be honest, you know, interesting how you're doing. Um, I think it's just more about talking to people about anything, you know, that's going on or just like I said, keeping it light, just talking and having conversation because there's a lot of ways you can find out about how someone's feeling without asking them how you doing, because when you're not feeling great, it's just hard to talk about it and it's hard to even pick up the phone. You know, so um, I think it's just more about like uh, let let people know that you're thinking about them and care about them just by chatting and having some laughs, you know, Interesting. <laughs> or whatever else. That That's never occurred that to like. me before. So so how are you doing is too, too deep, too on the nose, not fun. A little bit, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. It's the act I know of checking if I'm in. Not that's feeling, important. I know if I'm not feeling a hundred percent. Um, I always avoid talking about it, you know? So, yeah. I guess you're alone sure. with your thoughts about it. The last thing you want to do is talk about it more. Well, if someone's not feeling great, usually it's about something that they're thinking about that happened at another time. It's not in the present moment. Either it's, it's just something that can be conjured up by that part of the body that, uh, Let's face it, it's, it's not, it's, it's, your brain is very intelligent. And if your brain gets used to kind of causing uh, a disturbance, it will use many things to get your attention out, keep you out of the present. Wow. And uh, it's incredible what the mind can do. You can all of a sudden start thinking of something fun and that turns into something that somebody said or something that somebody felt or a, an old bad uh, connection to a to a, a an awful event and next thing you know you're thinking about the how to's and what it could have should have and all that about something that happened and next thing you know you don't feel good you feel crappy just from something that you thought was a uh, okay to do your mind can just wander off 
and play tricks on you just to feed on it feeds on boredom it feeds on negativity it feeds on bad thoughts it's that's when that's what happens with and that's when those things can roll into severe depression and it has a lot to do with trying to stay present by not letting your mind wander off you know i su- i suspect it also feeds on time which is something yep. a lot of people have way more of these days yeah, spare time is the worst. Yeah. And if you can stay busy, um, that's why people like video games, I think, probably. Just because it can, it, you have to, it keeps your mind off of things for a long period of time. If you're, that's why they enjoy the escape. That's why listening to music um, and thinking about them, like if I start listening to music, I love to delve into what the, the musicians are playing. So if you're thinking about the part musically, it's hard to not think about anything else, right? You can't, you know, you can't listen to lyrics um, and talk at the same time or think about other things. So it's just that that's why music is such a great thing is you can, uh, it can transcend your, your mood and take you into a, a, a comfortable place instantly. I've been thinking a lot about how, um, uh, as you know, my mom was an alcoholic. She was sober for 45 years, and uh, AA was a huge part of her life. She helped a lot of people get sober as a sponsor, and I know Mm -hmm. what a great gift it was to our family and a gift that she gave herself. But I know going to meetings every week was a huge part of her sobriety, and you think like, for people that haven't been able to have that anchor in their week or a couple of times a week over the last whole bunch of months, that's rough. Mm-hmm. That's really hard. Yeah. Cause especially she, she pointed out that as an adult, when you volunteer for things like we're having the volunteer wine and cheese, or we're all going out for a beer after the softball game or whatever, alcohol is so linked to yeah. so many social events. Cause it's an icebreaker and it makes people relax and feel good. That well, to they find do it to celebrate, they, it's up or down, right? You do it uh, to feel bad. If you're feeling bad, you have a drink. If you feel great, you're having a drink. It's right. ridiculous in that regard. So for her, as a social outlet, it was uh, especially in the early days one of the only places she could kind of go and not have to worry about that being an element of it. Um, mm-hmm. So I've been thinking a lot about addicts who are in recovery and not having that staple and that must be really hard and then compounded with the stress and pressure of this year but also the holidays like the holidays is such an emotional time i was thinking about this yesterday it's probably as great as it is for let's say half the people it's probably dreaded by let's say the other half of the people because everything is just heightened for sure and especially now uh, you know, when you're, people are like, all right, I get two weeks off with my family. <laughs> it's like when I've already had yeah. 10 months yeah, right. on. <laughs> One so. of the neat things I've found, though, is that in um, phone calls I've had to do with, like, getting insurance or an appliance repair person, because people are working from home, they're so much more chatty and... So yesterday I spent 45 minutes on the phone with a woman named Sybil from Nashville Appliance Repair. Um, and when she found out I was calling from Nova Scotia, she was like, you have to send me a Christmas card. 
I said, I don't know. I will. I don't know if it'll make it in time for Christmas. And she said, I don't care if it arrives in June. I'm going to leave it up and show it to everyone who darkens my door. Wow. 45-minute um, conversation. She's like, I'm a gray-headed grandma. I have a son named Jonathan. Do you think I can call him Jonathan? No. All he wants for Christmas is me to call him John. I don't know if it's because <laughs> no one's commuting to work or people are at home and kind of lonelier, but I found a lot of those transactions that would normally be like name rank and serial number have been like hey what tell me about yourself and might just be me because i'm what doctors call a little nosy but um (laughs) i've kind of enjoyed it so i'm going to send sybil a christmas card um we have a a tenant in nashville who uh, had to send me checks and she said i feel like i have a pen pal in canada so i said to the girls like she feels like she has a pen pal in canada you guys should write her letters so they both wrote her a letter and asked her questions uh-huh. about where she was from and if she had a pet and what her favorite color was. And she wrote back and said she does and her favorite color is this and her dog's name is Onyx. And so this little pen pal thing was born out of like nothing because everyone just wanted to do it. And I just, I, I just really dig things like that. I dig that she, like, I've never met her and she's living in our place, but she got it and yeah. wanted to write them back. And now this cool little thing happened. And I'm hoping it happens with Sybil from Nashville Appliance Repair, too. Ball and Onyx. Ball and Onyx. Yeah, her dog's name is Onyx. <laughs> we should do uh, maybe next time, like, uh, sports dicks at the World Juniors. Oh, you know what we should do in the in the bubble. The with, Dicksmith with special. <laughs> the Dicksmith special. Let's take a break we're, and come back and do the Dicksmith special. Want to? We're in the we're, we're in the bubble here. Pass the chips. Merry Dicksmith. <laughs> Fucking ready. <laughs> It's hey. Sports Dicks with your boy Brap Fairway. Also on the line, Ballin' Onyx. Ballin', how's it going? How's it going, man? What's going on, Brap? Well, I don't have to tell you. Plan was for us to be in the bubble for the World Juniors in Edmonton. Yeah. Flew out here. Didn't have our names on the list to be in the bubble at all. Totally Had not. to scramble. Get an Airbnb. So we're posted up outside the bubble while they deal with all the red tape, see if they can get us inside the bubble for the World Juniors in Edmonton. Brap Fairway, Ball and Onyx, it's our... <laughs> it's our wor- Dicksmiths spectacular. Merry Dicksmiths on Sports Dicks. Merry Dicksmiths. Merry Dicksmiths, Brap. Merry Dicksmiths, Ballin'. You know, a little... Setback like this might have crushed a lot of people, but uh, for us, it's just, uh, you know, hashtag pivot. Pass the chaps. That's right. And we'll be watching every single minute of every game right here, watching the players come in and out of the arena from this window right here. We got chips. We got pop. You know, oh, it's kind yeah. of uh, it's kind of a hashtag pivot, and at first I was like, bro, dude, seriously? 
You know? Yeah. But then I was yeah. like, okay, well, hang on. Because the truth is, everyone, like, bro, everyone in their dog is in the bubble. And maybe, yeah. I was like, maybe it's a more interesting perspective to be, like, outside the bubble looking in. Like, it's totally. kind of like a, a Somali, a, a Somalier. When it, when you're yeah, like man. looking we're in like, a snow globe and it's like I can see in the snow globe, you kind of have a better perspective than if you were in yeah. the snow globe, which is well, uh, kind I of mean, you kinda, Somalia for what a for what a snow globe is. Bubble. We're so close to we're so close to the bubble, we could like pop it, like from out the window. Yeah, right we could. There. And the thing is, um, let's be honest for one second. I want to tell you two things. Uh, a, I want to tell you that being inside the bubble. Um, has its limitations because you can only eat at, I think there's three restaurants in the bubble. And, yeah. and it, it kind of sounds cooler than it actually is being inside the bubble because the ratio is it's pretty dude heavy in the bubble. Well, like I have like the menu for Earl's from the bubble and the food's different on this menu than the normal Earl's. Well, wait a sec. Is it Earl's? Yeah, this one is. There's this an Earl's, Earl's in the bubble? Well, wait so, a sec. Yeah, yeah, man, I'm sure. Well, wait a sec. That but doesn't I'm just, sound so bad. Is that not... Well, I have this menu here, man. It's got like, instead of blackened chicken, it's like chicken wings. Okay. And it's like nachos with like different stuff on it, man. Like extra jalapenos and chili chicken. Like that's not in the normal Earl's, is it? Interesting question on our Dixmas Spectacular. Imagine for a second, you're, you're running Earl's. Imagine you're trying to feed these kids from, from all over the world, countries everywhere. Some places have bland diets. Like, I, I don't even know what, they, what they've eaten, like, uh, across the world. But I wonder if they try to, do they try to cater to the, to the kids to give them the food that they're used to? Do they try to show them what Canada's about? Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? Is it pancakes or pierogies? I guess is the question I'm asking. So like, say, like I think like when Jack Quinn from the team, like he goes in there and he's like chicken fingers, and he's eating chicken fingers. I heard. So like, maybe we should try and get some of that. Well, all I Jack know Quinn. is that because the Airbnbs are so quiet, I know you can get an like, Airbnb on White Ave for it's under ten scary bucks a night. Here. It's kind of scary here at night, though. It's got a big loud noise. Oh, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool at like 11, but it's kind of scary at 2 o'clock. Yeah, but they're blasting the music in these nightclubs, but nobody's going to these uh, nightclubs. I know. Who's Well, look, I would go to one tonight. Well, I would go to one go tonight. There. I would go to one tonight. I know. I know. I don't even think so you have like, to wear a mask here. I know. Like, I saw a guy down the street. He said, like, he said, he said, fuck masks. So. Well, that's, uh, that's, that's quite a sentiment. It's, uh, you know, of all the things you could do with your time, it's kind of a, I have to be honest, it's kind of a weird one to put any energy into, into saying that. Anyway, I think we should maybe order some food and talk about sports. See, I don't We don't have know. to just talk about the World Juniors. We could talk about, you know, like, you know, Buffalo Sabres, like what's going on with Ikes. Or like we could talk about, you know, the Mon the Montreal Canadiens. It's Domi time is that this year. Or we could talk about the Leafs and it's like, is Kyle Dubas really, are those glasses real? 
Or they just like pretend cool guy glasses or smart guy glasses. Hey, my cousin, uh, my cousin Eric, has a friend who says uh, Barcelona. Like the the concert. Well, no, like the like, uh, like the soccer team. I was just looking at sports headlines for the day, and uh, oh, Barcelona is to face yeah. PSG in the Champions League. Uh, but my. My cousin Eric, his friend, he says Barcelona. Have you ever heard that? I don't know, but I got a headache. From, ah, this pop is really hot or so cold at the same time. Rap fairway, you know, balling on ow. it. You know, like I heard if you put if you put your tongue on the top of your mouth, it makes a pain go away, the brain freeze. Wait, is that it. real? Yeah, you do that, like. And then it stops. <sighs> Look, I'll show you. I drink this really cold water. <laughs> it sounds... uh, takes it away. Takes it away like fast. I've heard that um, Joe Vanelli has similar issues uh, when he kind of blacks out from rage. It kind of sounds the same. Have you heard that? I have, but I don't know who that is. Oh, of course you wouldn't. So, Brad, hey, let's talk about you, um, this Jake Paul punk. Did, did you see Jerome McGinley on the just talking about weather yeah, that instead was of sports? Great. That was cool. He was just saying, like, the weather's pretty crazy up here in Canada. Saw that. Eh? I thought that was pretty great. And to be honest, I think he was just trying to be polite. I don't think he was, like, doing a bit or... Or having the reporter on. I think he was genuinely trying to answer a question as best he could. And it was snowing too. So it's like pretty, you know, kind of like a, a, a softball. Iggy. They didn't really talk about trades or who he thought the team would be better with. Could have done that. Serious I question. Liked to hear that. Outside Brap and Ballin, was that a new clip? Like, does he actually happen to be in Boston right now? What what againla? Yeah, or is that, is an that old where the clip? clip was? Yeah, wasn't the clip? It was the clip in in Boston. Yeah, it's is like Boston it Supper Hour News Show. Yeah, I didn't know where it was, but I guess so. Yeah, but I thought it was. I thought he was totally being a bud the way he was talking about. So him. sweet. Yeah, for sure. And I know from doing streeters. What a drag it is, because most of the people that you stop in the street are like, oh, no, I don't have time to talk or not interested in answering your question or, oh, I'd have to think about it. People are so kind of polite. It's easier to do well, in America. Even if you were the reporter and recognized him, you probably would be like, oh, but this isn't still like, I got to ask him about the weather here. <laughs> right? Like you. They don't want to hear, hey, what's going on, Mr. Aginla? But he's basically like, yeah, this. I'm from Canada. This isn't that bad at all. <laughs> Iggy. Um, That's great. <laughs> let's talk about Logan Paul on the Dixmas Sports oh, yeah! Deck Spectacular. Now, this guy, I don't even know what he is. I don't even know he's what he's cool, done. He's cool, though. He's really popular. He has like 15 million followers, and he's he like... Knocked that guy out as a really what? Fast. As a what? Fifty million. I wouldn't follow that guy into the bathroom at a Red Robin. I know, but like 
you see the girls he hangs out with, you know, like that part's pretty good. And, you know, he's got cool hair and, uh, you know, just can't, can't, can't hate on the guy for being popular, you know. Well, that's not why he's I hate fighting. on him. I hate on him because he's a gearbox. <laughs> he's, fu- he's fighting Mayweather. I know. That'll but- be cool. I- I'm going to tell you something. All day, every day, till the end of time, I would bet my life on this Logan Paul jackass wouldn't last five seconds uh- in a ring with Evander Kane. And true story, oh, Evander Kane was like, I'll fight this guy anytime, anywhere. My money's on Kane all day, every day. Pass the chops! Uh, hold on, I'm gonna pass the chip. I could think that you probably beat him up too, Evander Kane. But I'm gonna have a drink about this. Think about this. Think about this and drink about this. Oh, I actually don't mind drink about this. Jake Paul good... goes after Conor McGregor and Dana White in a wild, expletive-laden rant. Wow, Imagine what those happened? guys in the bubble. I know, imagine that. Like, <clears throat> so, uh, hey, what do you think that Van Fleet and the Raps, do you think that they're like still good? I think they're pretty good still. Pass the chip. <laughs> That's a hot take. <laughs> That's a hot take, Brap. Baller, I, I mean. Um, hey, serious question. You think they'll get the, the, the cool guy with the beard, that James Harden guy? I saw yesterday he was practicing with somebody. I, as a serious question, Jeremy, I've been feeling bad for sportscasters this whole year, no. but lately in particular when it's between seasons in everything. I guess, I guess yeah. they have the NFL, but some days yeah. it must be really hard to go to work. Well, you're mining at this point, but there's, that's when... Uh, see, that's why I like guys like Matt Cause. Because instead of trying to find an artery of sports information, <clears throat> you'll be like, oh, let's just have some fun and talk about something, you know, in the world that's happening that we can kind of have a, a gag with, right? Right. Because when, when it gets down, everyone's going to be doing it anyway, but it makes more sense to just kind of, uh, sure, talk about what's happening uh, in sports, but to find some, like, uh, storyline where there it really there's not like if you're pushing to the point of finding it's got to be yeah it's got to be difficult that's why uh yeah that's why that that's when it's the sink or swim for people with personality right it really is because they have to do some old-fashioned tap dancing like even the top tens now are like top 10 mic battery issues like <laughs> oh, so far removed from the actual playing of an actual sport. The that's that being that guy, the top ten guy, for coming up with that every day. I know. Driving Oof. into work to cover sports. Um in on the subject of TV, by the way, uh Letter Kenny Problems new season drops, I think in Canada on Christmas Day and in the States on Boxing Day, which they don't even have, December twenty sixth on Hulu. And this one's been in the pantry for a while this uh, season. And Mr. D is now on Amazon Prime. That's cool. That's That's kind of a nice uh, thing. That would be nice to see if it uh, takes off like all the other great Canadian shows, as it should. Well, it's kind of neat because um, 
Canadian shows are sort of benefiting from a drought in the States where they haven't been able to shoot. So shows like Transplant and stuff are getting a shot on the big stage. And Great. Um, I love yeah. that. I noticed um, there's a show I'm really looking forward to with Meredith McNeil from Baroness Von Sketch called, it was called Lady Dicks until yesterday, but I saw a thing that said in consulting with, um, you know, different gender advocacy groups, uh, Lady Dicks was maybe a more hurtful term than they had considered. Um, Because obviously they Mm. were going for, um, it's a pretty clever title. Dicks is uh, detective, Lady Dicks is... Uh, they are well. It worked for Shit's Creek. Yeah, they're not nice people, so they are lady dicks. Um, but yeah. obviously, doing more uh, hurt than good. So the the show is now known as Pretty Hard Cases, uh, which I'm sure they had to still. like find a way to kind of yeah, you know, yeah. It's it's not it's not bad, but I'm so sure how, it's not. So as... let the in being the entertainment uh, specialist. Bring the people in on how does that work? So you're an actor that's on a show like Mr. D. When a show like that gets bought and taken to another network like that, and now with like it's Prime, so it's an online thing. How does that work for like uh, what people would think as royalties or getting paid? Well, there used to be like when I started on Street Sense, you got paid a certain amount for an episode. And then every time the episode reran, you got paid 50% of what you made the first time. So it was actually okay. awesome. So yeah. if we made 13 episodes of Street Sense, it would obviously air three additional times in a year if it was on all year. So you'd get 150% on top of your 100%. Or even wow. if it ran two more times, you'd get the same amount again. Yeah. <clears throat> um, then... Uh, producers and networks sort of caught on to the fact that that was not uh, the best move. So they started doing buyouts. So they would pay you, I think it's 30% or even a one-time 50% fee on top of it. But that buys you out for five or seven years or whatever it is. So I haven't heard officially, but I don't think Mr. D being on Amazon Prime lines my pockets in any way whatsoever because I I was bought out at the time. And even if it's like becomes a, a huge thing and they binge watch it over and over, I guess. And for him, he does he has he sold it to them and he's already bought out on that. Well, E1. I guess that's how it works, too. Yeah E1, yeah. E1 sold the show. He he might make some money as a producer because he's a, yeah. an executive producer of the show. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, even Trailer Park, people that are like, man, you should just be J-Rock. Like, Really? That's, first of all, six weeks a year. And second of all, I get a check for $127 every 14 months for some calendars that sold in Kuala Lumpur. But Mm -hmm. it ain't money you're going to live off, aside from the fact that creatively it was like time to do something else. Um, People's perceptions of that stuff is always really interesting because... it's a cable show, Sorry, right? Go ahead. Well, it's a cable <clears throat> yeah, show yeah. in Canada. Yeah. So that's yeah. not retirement though. Well, no, it's interesting though, but like how how things change and it's similar in, in music almost exactly where, you know, artists were paid or you know, given advances or whatever based on on earnings and record sales where um, you know, people were paid so much and uh when you got on television in the 80s or 90s, you were making like a, you know, say if you had a show 
that was playing your song, you're getting like 200 grand an airing or something ridiculous. Right. Like it's insanity. And then over and over and over. But then that started happening where you're getting bought out. And more in terms of like when someone had an original piece of music that was used for that specific thing and it was like the 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 intro or whatever that that stopped in, in a sense where you got that brand new payout every single time it's yeah like bought out for that and then it's over so things have certainly changed in terms of like people getting what they deserved and then all of a sudden nothing yeah nothing <clears throat> I saw that like yeah, last like, Friday or something, Bandcamp, 100% of sales went to the artists. And I saw a lot of artists pounding that because that's a huge day for them. Yeah. But man, it's I a mean, tough unless you're, unless, unless you're Post Malone or Dua Lipa, like you're not, you don't even bother looking at a Spotify check. Right. Even if you've got millions of people listening. Well, I know even for us fractions. with this little endeavor... <laughs> The only way we would ever make money is to get paid to appear live and to sell merch at that show. Um, yeah. Like, imagine if your entire livelihood relied on playing live shows, man. I know. I know. Crazy. And, uh, yeah, and I, I uh, you know, who's uh, someone who's done that only and plan on doing more of it in the future... Um, I've been kind of taking this time as like, you know, maybe, um, if I'm going to be playing again, I should probably think about coming back and playing again in time with everybody else playing again, <laughs> you know, yeah. what I mean? like more often with other people as opposed to, you know, just, uh, playing privately. You know what I mean? Well, are you thinking of like putting together... Uh, an act well not putting together an act just playing more with other people yeah i really have focused purely on the the family in the last you know uh transitions and that have happened and and uh, i kind of put it to the side a bit so yeah definitely there you go that's a nice gift to leave the people with yeah for sure good chatting bud Oh, yeah, bud. It's a nice uh, day, and we're rolling right into the holidays. So have a great week, everybody. Pass the chops. Bye. Bye.